Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight. By the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Merger Not Preferred. The Green Hornet strikes again. office later than usual. His stenographers and secretary had left for the day. The middle-aged man looked fondly at pictures on his desk. A daughter in finishing school, two boys, one wearing the football gear of a leading university, the other the tracksuit of a fashionable prep school. Poor kids. Either way, it would be tough for them. He walked to the open window looked out at the city traffic 14 floors below. But my way is better. He stepped to the radiator beneath the windowsill, closed his eyes, then leaned forward. Right up there. Does anyone know who he is? Get back, get back. Give us room with I know him. It's Marston. Henry Marston. He has an office up there. Hey, make way there. Let us through. Get back. Let him through with a stretcher. I wonder if he fell or jumped. Come on, Joe. Get him into the ambulance. Come on. Back. Back. Tell him to hold page one for a replay. Hey, got again. Got the file on Marsden. Well, go to it, Larry, and pick out the high spots. Call the morgue and tell him to hurry up with the Marsden obituary. What's your theory, Gunnigan? Uh, city editors don't deal in theories, Larry. We deal in facts. Yeah, but you think Marsden fell out of his window or jumped? How do I know? Go talk to the boss. He's got more time to make wild guesses than I have. Does he know about this? I doubt it. News just came in three minutes ago. Well, I'll go tell him. He knew Marsden. He might have some special angles. Covering all the angles, Mr. Reed. So, Marston is dead. Yeah. And just when I began to get somewhere. Get somewhere? Another week, and I might have had evidence to show he was getting a cutback and a lot of contracts. Mm -hmm. Just a minute. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mr. Reed? Come in, Miss Case. He must have gotten plenty to keep one son in college, another in prep school, and a girl in Vassar. 
You don't do that in what the city pays. And thinking about his children. Didn't you see him just a few hours ago? Yes. You did? We had lunch together at the Civic Club. Holy smoke. Say, did he give you the impression that he was getting fed up with things, uh, ready to cut loose from his crooked pals? Why do you ask that? I wonder if he got shoved out of that window by someone that, well, wanted to keep him from squealing. I doubt it. Oh, Miss Case, I want to see everything about Marsden before it's published. Yes, Mr. Reed. Now that he's dead, there's no use making things too difficult for his family. I'll see that everything comes to you for a final okay. And call my apartment. Yes, sir. Tell Cato I'm going to stay here until the next edition is out. I'll be late for dinner. changed Britt Reed's plans for the evening. Instead of going on his usual round of playboy activities, he called Cato to his bedroom. The Filipino valet was the only person who knew that Britt Reed, publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was also the Green Hornet. I met Marsden at the city club, Cato. He told me a few things in confidence. Yes, Mr. Britt? There's only one way in the world I can use that information. In the role of Green Hornet? Yes. We're going out tonight to call on John Rollins. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in the bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building was the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered black beauty streamlined car of the Green Hornet. <laughs> Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. streets to an exclusive residential area and stopped near the home of John Rollins. Stay here with the car, Cato. A green hornet made his way to the rear of the house. Through a low casement window, he saw Rollins seated at a desk in his study, absorbed in the Daily Sentinel. The story about Henry Marsden. Hmm. For opposition paper, this isn't bad. Rollins didn't hear the opening of the window behind his back. He started at a voice. Rollins. What? Turn slowly and keep your voice down. That, that mask. I don't want to use this weapon on you, so don't make a noise. Green Hornet. It's an informal call. I didn't care to meet your servants. Uh, what do you want? Let's talk about the John Rollins Company and the Wendell Corporation. 
What about my company? The Wendell Corporation made a proposition to your firm, an offer to merge. That offer has been impending for 90 days. Why are you stalling? Stalling? The Wendell offer expires this week. Wendell has cooled off. The offer will not be renewed. You know that, don't you, Rollins? What business is it of yours? Call me one of the small stockholders. Just one of the hundreds of little people who are hoping and praying you'll protect your investments by merging with Wendell. Every member of your board of directors hopes you'll accept Wendell's offer. But you haven't committed yourself and you hold the majority of the stock. Isn't that right? <clears throat> yes, but I... Why are you stalling? Now, look here, whoever you are. There's no legitimate reason for you to oppose the merger. Yet you've got to oppose it or face exposure as a crook. No, no. It's a case of being exposed or face the questions of your directors and stockholders. You, the Green Hornet, wanted for every crime in the book, call me a crook. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Your company has gotten a lot of city, county, and state business. You've surrounded yourself with a bunch of crooked pals who are strong enough politically to give the Rollins Company that business. But the Rollins Company hasn't made much money out of it. You've had to pay too much in bribes and graft. That's a lie, and you can't prove it. Of course, it doesn't appear on your books as graft and bribes. It's probably listed as lawyer's fees, entertainment expenses, and things of that sort. But nevertheless, the money's been paid out. And big chunks of it have been kicked back to you as an individual. Uh, how do you know all this? I knew a man who is going to squeal. He told about one deal in particular... A contract he got for the Rollins Company. He was paid $10,000 for getting it. He had to return $6,000. But you, you know about... Yes, Rollins. I know about Marsden. Changed his mind about squealing when you let him know that you'd smash every member of his family. He was insane. He was a madman. He leaped from his office window, but not because he was insane. He did it because it was his only way out. Why did you come here? What do you want? You. Well, I, I... You're going to a board meeting tomorrow. And you're going to vote for the merger in spite of the promises you've probably made your corrupt political friends. Now, wait, wait. Let's talk this over. If the merger goes through, the truth will become known. I'll be ruined. Exactly. And you'll have to deal with the law. If you vote against the merger, you'll have to account to the members of the board of directors and the small stockholders. And you'll also have to account to me. Take your choice, Rollins. After tomorrow's meeting, you're going to face either the law or the Green Hornet. Here's something to make you remember what I've said. What? There you are, Rollins. When you look at your desk, let that little green seal remind you that the Hornet was here, representing the small stockholders. You vote for that merger when your directors meet tomorrow, or I'll be back. Wait, wait, let me talk to you. There's nothing more to say. Good night, Rollins. Green Hornet. Uh, he called it. I can't vote for the merger. No. no I don't dare vote against it. Well, he'll be back. I think there's a way out. Yes. I think I know the way.
The director's meeting of the John Rollins Company was scheduled for three o'clock. Brett Reed waited in his office for word that the controlling vote to be cast by Rollins himself would bring about the merger with the Wendell Corporation. He became impatient. He paced the floor, then went to the outer office. Miss Case, hasn't there been any word? Not a thing, Mr. Reed. Does Gunnigan know I'm waiting for news? Yes, he knows. Is Axford covering the meeting? No, he's on his usual assignment. Oh, police headquarters? Uh-huh. And Lowry's at the Rollins building. Hey, boss. Gunnigan, what's the word? Well, listen, boss. I tried to get the right answers before I reported to you. What do you mean? What about the Rollins meeting? There is no meeting. What? Rollins disappeared. What? Disappeared? Yes. And I checked as many angles as possible. He didn't appear at the meeting. The directors got worried, checked his office. Had he been there? No. Lowry shot over to his house and found his wife in a tailspin. Rollins was abducted last night. Last night? Abducted? That's what I said. Made off with. Snatched. By whom? Why? Well, don't ask me why. Lowry's on his way in now with the story. Did Mrs. Rollins notify the police? She didn't know what to do until Lowry got there. <laughs> He'd tell her. He did. She ignored the threat and called the police. She's turned the ransom note over to them. What ransom note? The one that was left beside his bed. How was the note signed? The note wasn't signed. But hang on to something, boss. Beneath the demand for ransom, there was a little hunk of paper. Green paper. Green paper? Yeah. The mark of the green hornet. Oh, but hold on, Gunnigan. What the... I don't see why... Yeah, it... boss. That's just how it hit me. Do you suppose the Green Hornet wanted to block the merger? Why should he? I don't know. But the merger can't go through without Rollins. Or can it? No, of course it can't. The merger's a dead issue unless Rollins gets back before the end of the week. The Wendell Corporation might extend the time. Not a chance. They've gone cold on the merger. They're hoping Rollins won't go through with it. Well, then that's it. What's it, Miss Case? Oh, don't you see... Perhaps the Wendell Corporation abducted Rollins. What do you think of that idea, Mr. Reed? Not very much. The Wendell Corporation doesn't do business that way. It's a conservative, solid outfit. Hey, Reed! Don't slam the door, Michael! Oh, Reed! Please, listen. It's the harness. The green harness. He was in action last night. Huh. Hello, Gunnigan. Hi. Did you hear the news? Larry called it in. Do you have anything to add, Axford? I was at cop's headquarters when Mrs. Rollins called up. I went to Rollins' place with Burke. Did you see the ransom note? That I did, Reed. And I saw the green mark of the harness. Now, we've got to be sure of our ground. There have been cases where people counterfeited the Green Hornet seal, so he'd be blamed for things. This wasn't no counterfeit, Reed. It was the real McCoy. We compared it to the ones that were on pilot headquarters. Hey, what am I waiting for? This calls for Banner in the next edition. I got to get going. Okay, Katie? Huh? Be a sweetheart. Call the composing room for me and tell them to hold page one. Right. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Gonna if get... you know anything, Axford, give it to rewrite and make it pass. Right. Wait for me. <laughs> Gosh, Mr. Reed. You'd better call the composing room, Miss Case, as Gunnigan said. I'll be in my office, and I don't want to be disturbed. Very well. Sally, connect me with the composing room right away. So the Green Hornet is blamed for Rollins' abduction. And he certainly used the sticker I left on his desk to good advantage. That evening, Britt Reed made sure that Michael Axford would be out of the apartment so he and Cato could act on certain plans. Axford will probably be tied up for most of the night, Cato. We're at police headquarters? His friend Sergeant Burke has been assigned to the Rollins case. Axford's sticking close to Burke. Before I left the office, Axford told me that Burke will be at the Rollins' home ready to set a trap for the Green Hornet tonight. 
Why do you think Rollins disappear? By disappearing, there'll be no necessity for him to vote on the merger. Oh, you think he'd disappear of his own accord? I'm sure of it. And blame Green Hornet. Yes. One more crime charged to the Green Hornet. Well, it was Rollins' idea. We're going to make him regret it. Where we go? I've got to get a message to Mrs. Rollins. Another message from Green Hornet? Yes. And this one won't be a fake. Marjorie Rollins, wife of the man who had disappeared, sat in her library surrounded by servants and police, as well as a few favorite representatives of the working press, including Lowry and Axford of the Sentinel. The room was fairly quiet, but the atmosphere seemed charged with tension. Lowry, if you smoke that cigarette much harder, it'll burst into flames. If something's going to happen, I wish it'd come within the next ten minutes. Ten minutes? Why's that? You got a date or something? No, Axford, no date. We work for a newspaper, the Daily Sentinel, remember? Like most other newspapers. That is, there's a new edition every now and then. Generally, several times a day. Ah. A new edition means deadline, see? Do you know what a deadline is? All right, Lowry, all right. Stop rubbing it. I'd like a new lead for the Rollins story. How about reporting that Mrs. Rollins has got all the cash together like the Harna told her to? And she's waiting for word as to what to do with it so Rollins will be turned loose. If you would read the Sentinel once in a while, you'd know we already published that. Oh. I've got to get something in before the next edition. Yeah, to get a photograph of Sergeant Burke and Mrs. Rollins. Look at the two of them. But the way Burke is looking at that bag that holds the cash. Let's go over there. Maybe I can get a statement from Mrs. Rollins. Oh, she sure has taken this with a lot of poise. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Lowry. Hey. Mr. Lowry, I want your opinion. Do you mind? Well, of course he don't. And if you want to know what I think... Quiet, Axford. I, I was just telling Sergeant Burke here. I, I'm afraid I've been unwise. I say she done the right thing in notifying the cops about the message from the Hornet. Of course she did, Mrs. Rollins. The Hornet ordered me not to go to the police. Phooey! Who's the Hornet to be given orders? Oh, golly, what have I said? He may change his plans. Perhaps he won't communicate with me again. Rather than risk capture, he might kill my husband. As a law-abiding citizen, Mrs. Rollins... You had to do what you did. Axford is right. It was brave of you, by golly. Wasn't it, Burke? Sure thing. It gave us the chance to plan a trap. Burke, did you say a trap? Yeah. Just wait till the Harnet sends instructions for delivering the money. We are all set. We'll nail him for keeps. If more people would cooperate like Mrs. Rollins has done, we'd soon wipe out crooks like the Green Hornet. Hey, hey did you hear that? What's going on? That car. It was like the Green Hornet. Out of me way. Axford, <laughs> stop shoving me. Who do you think you are? Open the door, Burke. Stop peeping and open the door. Dear, what is going on, Alfred? Uh, Poor old men. Cops. Our men from headquarters. They were watching the house. Those cars. Police cars. We had them here, ready and waiting. Hey, Moran. Doyle. What's going on? Bring it here. What is it? Was it the hornet we heard? With so many police around, the hornet would never come here. Burke, I think we got what we were waiting for. I'll get out. I got to call the sentinel. Listen, here's what happened. We were watching like you told us to, Burke. Go on. The car came along, slow and quiet. We didn't think anything of it. When it was in front of the house, this stick was tossed out, right at my feet. Then what? And that car took off like a rocket, only not up. It shot down the street like a... Like, like a green harness. Yeah, that's it. Oh, no. Give me no. that stick. There's a note tied to it. Let's see what the note says. I'll help with that string. Axford, get your hands away. I'm only trying to help. Turn on the porch light so we can see. I'll get it. Hornet wouldn't come here. So many police. Burke, what's the note say? Uh, isn't it addressed to Mrs. Rollins? 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. Don't Hey. Here, Mrs. Rollins. Message is for you. Oh, but I, Open I, it up, ma'am. Let's hear what it says. I, I can't believe it. I never thought... What's the matter, Mrs. Rollins? Didn't you expect to hear from the Hornet? What's it say? It, it tells where to, where to deliver the money. Good gravy. That's well. it. That's what we've been waiting for. Now we can take steps to get the Green Hornet for keeps. Let me have the message, Mrs. Rollins. Oh, yes, yes, of course. One of the boys from headquarters is all set to go in your place dressed like a woman. What? He'll take a dummy passage. Oh, but the risk. But that's why one of our men will go in your place, Mrs. Rollins. Oh, but the risk to my husband. If Don't you man... worry. We'll have plenty of men on hand. Kelsey will wear a wig and women's clothes and drive your car. Get ready, boys, and make it fast. <laughs> Here's the handbag, Kelsey. Handle it just like it was full of money. Okay, Burke. The rest of you guys know the plans? Sure, right. You, Kelsey, remember this is Mrs. Rollins' car, and you're to drive like she would. This has got to be done right. I know. Don't shove the wig off the back of your forehead like you do your hat. Don't light up a cigar. And don't scratch your nose. How about speaking? Keep your trap shut. Now you other guys get in the back seat. Oh, oh golly, Lordy. This looks like the harness will get to work. Yeah. Oh, come on, expert. Let's get into our car. Three guys in the back seat with sawed-off shotguns. Suffering snakes and riot guns and blown to smithereens if he don't surrender. That's it. Now keep down on the floor out of sight. Move over and give me a little room, will you? Uh, get your big feet over. Get those guns out of sight. Kelsey, don't look back at these boys. I know. Now get going. The rest of us will trail along at a distance. Pile on the other cars, boys. The Green Hornet was nearer than anyone realized. He lost the cars that started in pursuit, and it doubled back to watch the remaining cars leave in accordance with Burke's plan. There they go, Cato. That should leave Mrs. Rollins alone. Well, there might be servants. Yeah, we can handle that situation. Yeah, good thing you knew police plans. It's a good thing Axford talks as much as he does. Moving like a shadow, the Green Hornet made his way through the darkness and gained entry to the Rollins home. He saw Mrs. Rollins in the library, waiting near the phone. And then a servant saw the masked man. What? Say, All right, you... take this. <coughs> Just gas, Mrs. Rollins. You, the Green Hornet. What do you want? I'll talk. You listen. It was quite a shock when you saw the real message from the Green Hornet, wasn't it? Well, I... I... But what did you expect? People have to pay for the use of my identity, my name. The use of your name? You know what I mean, Mrs. Rollins. I called last night to give your husband a few orders. I left my seal. It gave him an idea. Oh. He wrote a message to explain his disappearance and signed it with oh, my seal. But I, I didn't have you any... You knew all about it. You were instructed by Rollins to report to the police. You'd never have dared do so if you'd thought the abduction was on the level. How... How did you... How do I know? Perhaps I waited around last night to see what Rollins would do about my threat. A few oh. moments ago, I saw the police leave here. One of them drove your car. He wore a wig. You know that. I find it pays to be well-informed. Did the police take the cash with them? Well, I... Did they? 
Or did they take a dummy package? The, the police took a... Don't lie. A dummy package. Where's the cash you drew from the bank? Oh, oh please. Where is it? It's right here. I, I have it here. Fine. It's about time Rollins contributed to a few worthy causes. I'll take charge of the money. No, you won't. Oh, oh John, thank goodness. Well, John Rollins himself. Exactly. Keep your hands above the shoulders. So you never left home. Lots of hiding places in a house this size, aren't there? Marjorie, get your thirty-two from the desk. We'll shoot him with that. Murder, eh, Rollins? My wife will get a nice reward for you, mister. The reward will be paid for you, dead or alive. Oh, John. John, you, you can't kill a man like that. You we can't. We can't let him talk to the police. I'll get that gun quickly. Yes, John. Right away, I'll get... What's the matter? John, another masked figure behind you. Won't you get him? You... Good work. Now I'll use the gas. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Come on. Yes, sir. Now it's our move. What do you make of it? How do I know, Ashford? You heard the radio call that came in from headquarters. Yeah, but all it said was that we should forget about the plans we had and get back to the Rollins house to pick up the Green Hornet. That's right. But what's he doing there? How'd he know the cash was there? Don't ask me. It wasn't until the last minute that you decided to send out a dummy package. We'll soon know what's what. Get out. Uh, right. Uh, you guys go around and cover the rear door. Uh, I got me gun out and ready. By golly, I sure hope this isn't another false alarm. Look. The door's open. Come on, Ashford. Mrs. Rollins, where are you? Hey, there's a servant by the door. He's out like a mackerel. The hornet's work, by golly. Hey, Oxford, what's up? Come on, Lowry. We'll see what's in the library. Get back, Axford. I'll go first. Stick him up. Who are you talking to, Burke? Well, uh, oh, look. Well, it's Mrs. Rollins, out cold. Oh, golly, that's Barpeen with the green mask. Burke! Here, back in the chair. It's him, the hornet. Whoa! Got him at last. I see him. Great hornet. Is he dead? Take no chances, boys. Keep him covered while we pull off his mask. I'll unmask him. Oh! Uh, keep your hand away. I'll do the unmasking. I'm the one that's with the cops. Then do it and stop the talk. Uh, golly. The hornet at last. Take the mask off. And here goes. <laughs> well, I'll be. Hey, it's John Rollins. Something's next. John Rollins. So he's the Green Hornet. Like funny is Oxford. The Green Hornet just left his mask on Rollins' face to show he'd been here. And he brought Rollins back. Oh. And I'll bet all the tea in China that the Hornet got away with the cash. How in blazes did the Hornet do these things? Hello, Mr. Fritz. You home for dinner early. I was tired, Cato. Last night was rather trying, and today was a busy day. There was a lot of news after John Rollins' return last night. A lot of news to handle. Oh, yes, sir. Rollins signed the merger papers this afternoon. Well, he chose wisely, huh? Yes, he did. He'll be exposed, and he'll be in trouble up to his neck, but he'd have been in even greater trouble if the truth of his abduction became known. Well, you take blame for abduction, Mr. Brit. Well... What's one more crime, Cato? Besides, I was well paid for it. There was $25,000 in that package. 
Mrs. Rollins will have to do without some jewels. Well, that's a lot of money. Well, Rollins himself fixed the amount when he wrote the first note. Well, that reminds me, Cato. We must arrange for the delivery of that cash. Well, to whom? It'll make a swell gift for the cancer fund. Copyrighted dramas originate in Detroit, and all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Hal Neal speaking. Now, here's a special program note. If you're after some real sparkling entertainment, tomorrow night, tune in The Bing Crosby Show when he presents as his guest that international favorite, Maurice Chevalier. It's the Bing Crosby Show tomorrow night. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.